part three chapter three section three of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter three a romance ended section three he rushed off to overtake lizaveta nikolaevna she had not got far away only a few steps from the house she had been detained by alexey yegorytch who was following a step behind her in a tail-coat and without a hat his head was bowed respectfully he was persistently entreating her to wait for a carriage the old man was alarmed and almost in tears go along your master is asking for tea and there's no one to give it to him said pyotr stepanovitch pushing him away he took liza's arm she did not pull her arm away but she seemed hardly to know what she was doing she was still dazed to begin with you are going the wrong way babbled pyotr stepanovitch we ought to go this way and not by the garden and secondly walking is impossible in any case it's over two miles and you are not properly dressed if you would wait a second i came in a droshky the horses in the yard i'll get it instantly put you in and get you home so that no one sees you how kind you are said liza graciously oh not at all any humane man in my position would do the same liza looked at him and was surprised good heavens why i thought it was that old man here still listen i am awfully glad that you take it like this because it's all such a frightfully stupid convention and since it's come to that hadn't i better tell the old man to get the carriage at once it's only a matter of ten minutes and we'll turn back and wait in the porch eh i want first where are those murdered people ah what next that was what i was afraid of no we'd better leave those wretched creatures alone it's no use your looking at them i know where they are i know that house well what if you do know it come it's raining and there's a fog a nice job this sacred duty i've taken upon myself listen lizaveta nikolaevna it's one of two alternatives either you come with me in the droshky in that case wait here and don't take another step for if we go another twenty steps we must be seen by mavriki nikolaevitch mavriki nikolaevitch where where well if you want to go with him i'll take you a little farther if you like and show you where he sits but i don't care to go up to him just now no thank you he is waiting for me good god she suddenly stopped and a flush of colour flooded her face oh come now if he is an unconventional man you know lizaveta nikolaevna it's none of my business i am a complete outsider and you know that yourself but still i wish you well if your ferry-boat has failed you if it has turned out to be nothing more than a rotten old hulk only fit to be chopped up ah that's fine that's lovely cried liza lovely and yet your tears are falling you must have spirit you must be as good as a man in every way in our age when women oh foo hang it pyotr stepanovitch was on the point of spitting and the chief point is that there is nothing to regret it may all turn out for the best mavriki nikolaevitch is a man in fact he is a man of feeling though not talkative but that's a good thing too as long as he has no conventional notions of course lovely lovely liza laughed hysterically well hang it all lizaveta nikolaevna said pyotr stepanovitch suddenly piqued i am simply here on your account it's nothing to me i helped you yesterday when you wanted it yourself to-day well you can see mavriki nikolaevitch from here there he's sitting he doesn't see us i say lizaveta nikolaevna 
have you ever read polenka sacks what's that it's the name of a novel polenka sacks i read it when i was a student in it a very wealthy official of some sort sacks arrested his wife at a summer villa for infidelity but hang on it's no consequence you'll see mavriky nikolaevitch will make you an offer before you get home he doesn't see us yet ah don't let him see us liza cried suddenly like a mad creature come away come away to the woods to the fields and she ran back lizaveta nikolaevna this is such cowardice cried pyotr stepanovitch running after her and why don't you want him to see you on the contrary you must look him straight in the face with pride if it's some feeling about that some maidenly oh, that's such a prejudice so out of date but where are you going where are you going ah she is running better go back to stavrogin's and take my droshky where are you going that's the way to the fields there ah she's fallen down he stopped liza was flying along like a bird not conscious where she was going and pyotr stepanovitch was already fifty paces behind her she stumbled over a mound of earth and fell down at the same moment there was the sound of a terrible shout from behind it came from mavriky nikolaevitch who had seen her flight and her fall and was running to her across the field in a flash pyotr stepanovitch had retired into stavrogin's gateway to make haste and get into his droshky mavriky nikolaevitch was already standing in terrible alarm by liza who had risen to her feet he was bending over her and holding her hands in both of his all the incredible surroundings of this meeting overwhelmed him and tears were rolling down his cheeks he saw the woman for whom he had such reverent devotion running madly across the fields at such an hour in such weather with nothing over her dress the gay dress she wore the day before now crumpled and muddy from her fall he could not utter a word he took off his greatcoat and with trembling hands put it round her shoulders suddenly he uttered a cry feeling that she had pressed her lips to his hand liza he cried i am no good for anything but don't drive me away from you oh no let us make haste away from here don't leave me and seizing his hand she drew him after her mavriky nikolaevitch she suddenly dropped her voice timidly i kept a bold face there all the time but now i am afraid of death i shall die soon very soon but i am afraid i am afraid to die she whispered pressing his hand tight oh if there were someone he looked round in despair some passer-by you will get your feet wet you will lose your reason it's all right it's all right she tried to reassure him that's right i am not so frightened with you hold my hand lead me where are we going now home no i want first to see the people who have been murdered his wife has been murdered they say and he says he killed her himself but that's not true is it i want to see for myself those three who've been killed on my account it's because of them his love for me has grown cold since last night i shall see and find out everything make haste make haste i know the house there's a fire there mavriky nikolaevitch my dear one don't forgive me in my shame why forgive me why are you crying give me a blow and kill me here in the field like a dog no one is your judge now mavriky nikolaevitch pronounced firmly god forgive you i least of all can be your judge but it would be strange to describe their conversation and meanwhile they walked hand in hand quickly hurrying as though they were crazy they were going straight towards the fire mavriky nikolaevitch still had hopes of meeting a cart at least but no one came that way 
a mist of fine drizzling rain enveloped the whole country swallowing up every ray of light every gleam of colour and transforming everything into one smoky leaden indistinguishable mass it had long been daylight yet it seemed as though it were still night and suddenly in this cold foggy mist there appeared coming towards them a strange and absurd figure picturing it now i think i should not have believed my eyes if i had been in lizaveta nikolaevna's place yet she uttered a cry of joy and recognized the approaching figure at once it was stepan trofimovitch how he had gone off how the insane impracticable idea of his flight came to be carried out of that later i will only mention that he was in a fever that morning yet even illness did not prevent his starting he was walking resolutely on the damp ground it was evident that he had planned the enterprise to the best of his ability alone with his inexperience and lack of practical sense he wore travelling dress that is a great coat with a wide patent leather belt fastened with a buckle and a pair of new high boots pulled over his trousers probably he had for some time past pictured a traveller as looking like this and the belt and the high boots with the shining tops like a hussar's in which he could hardly walk had been ready some time before a broad-brimmed hat a knitted scarf twisted close round his neck a stick in his right hand and an exceedingly small but extremely tightly packed bag in his left completed his get-up he had besides in the same right hand an open umbrella these three objects the umbrella the stick and the bag had been very awkward to carry for the first mile and had begun to be heavy by the second can it really be you cried liza looking at him with distressed wonder after her first rush of instinctive gladness lise cried stepan trofimovitch rushing to her almost in delirium too cher cher can you be out too in such a fog you see the glow of fire vous êtes malheureuse n'est-ce pas i see i see don't tell me but don't question me either nous sommes tous malheureuses mais il faut le pardonner tout pardonnons lise and let us be free forever to be quit of the world and be completely free il faut pardonner pardonner et pardonner but why are you kneeling down because taking leave of the world i want to take leave of all my past in your person he wept and raised both her hands to his tear-stained eyes i kneel to all that was beautiful in my life i kiss and give thanks now i've torn myself in half left behind a mad visionary who dreamed of soaring to the sky vingt du on here a shattered frozen old man a tutor chez ce marchand s'il existe pourtant ce marchand but how drenched you are lise he cried jumping on to his feet feeling that his knees too were soaked by the wet earth and how is it possible you are in such a dress and on foot and in these fields you are crying vous êtes ma heureuse bah i did hear something but where have you come from now he asked hurried questions with an uneasy air looking in extreme bewilderment at mavriki nikolaevitch mais savez-vous le qu'il est stepan trofimovitch have you heard anything about the people who've been murdered is it true is it true these people i saw the glow of their work all night they were bound to end in this his eyes flashed again i am fleeing away from madness from a delirious dream i am fleeing away to seek for russia existe-t-elle la russie bah c'est vous cher capitaine i've never doubted that i should meet you somewhere on some high adventure but take my umbrella and why must you be on foot 
for god's sake do at least take my umbrella for i shall hire a carriage somewhere in any case i am on foot because stasi i mean nastasia would have shouted for the benefit of the whole street if she'd found out i was going away so i slipped away as far as possible incognito i don't know in the voice they write of there being brigands everywhere but i thought surely i shouldn't meet a brigand the moment i came out on the road cher lise i thought you said something of someone's being murdered oh mon dieu you are ill come along come along cried liza almost in hysterics drawing mavriky nikolaevitch after her again wait a minute stepan trofimovitch she came back suddenly to him stay poor darling let me sign you with the cross perhaps it would be better to put you under control but i'd rather make the sign of the cross over you you too pray for poor liza just a little don't bother too much about it mavriky nikolaevitch give that baby back his umbrella you must give it to him that's right come let us go let us go they reached the fatal house at the very moment when the huge crowd which had gathered round it had already heard a good deal of stavrogin and of how much it was to his interest to murder his wife yet i repeat the immense majority went on listening without moving or uttering a word the only people who were excited were bawling drunkards and excitable individuals of the same sort as the gesticulatory cabinet-maker every one knew the latter as a man really of mild disposition but he was liable on occasion to get excited and to fly off at a tangent if anything struck him in a certain way i did not see liza and mavriky nikolaevitch arrive petrified with amazement i first noticed liza some distance away in the crowd and i did not at once catch sight of mavriky nikolaevitch i fancy there was a moment when he fell two or three steps behind her or was pressed back by the crush liza forcing her way through the crowd seeing and noticing nothing round her like one in a delirium like a patient escaped from a hospital attracted attention only too quickly of course there arose a hubbub of loud talking and at last sudden shouts some one bawled out it's stavrogin's woman and on the other side it's not enough to murder them she wants to look at them all at once i saw an arm raised above her head from behind and suddenly brought down upon it liza fell to the ground we heard a fearful scream from mavriky nikolaevitch as he dashed to her assistance and struck with all his strength the man who stood between him and liza but at that instant the same cabinet-maker seized him with both arms from behind for some minutes nothing could be distinguished in the scrimmage that followed i believe liza got up but was knocked down by another blow suddenly the crowd parted and a small space was left empty round liza's prostrate figure and mavriky nikolaevitch frantic with grief and covered with blood was standing over her screaming weeping and wringing his hands i don't remember exactly what followed after i only remember that they began to carry liza away i ran after her she was still alive and perhaps still conscious the cabinet-maker and three other men in the crowd were seized these three still deny having taken any part in the dastardly deed stubbornly maintaining that they have been arrested by mistake perhaps it's the truth though the evidence against the cabinet-maker is clear he is so irrational that he is still unable to explain what happened coherently i too as a spectator though at some distance had to give evidence at the inquest i declared that it had all happened entirely accidentally through the action of men perhaps moved by ill-feeling yet scarcely conscious of what they were doing drunk and irresponsible i am of that opinion to this day end of part three chapter three 
Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.